folks. We're connected. Here comes some music and a radio show on your freedom. Get Alvin Lee and company out of here and see if we can get started on this Wednesday edition. What's the date today? The 25th? Is it? Looks like the 25th to me. So, uh, yes, sir. There we are. Nadine's uh, agreeing with me there. Thank you, girl. And uh, we'll see if we can get started. Roger Sales, your host. On this Wednesday edition, Radio Ranch, simulcast on Eurofolk Radio Network and radio.globalvoiceradio.net network. Good morning, kids. We're having a nice property discussion here as we went on centered around Oklahoma. Uh, getting, getting a few of you Oklahoma folks on board here, Mark. We're going to have to strengthen your ranks, I guess. Yeah, we're. I, I think here fairly soon we'll probably have a little meetup somewhere. I don't know, maybe in the Ponca City area. Uh, we got people in Tulsa, and we got uh, uh, a person just south of um, Wichita, right? And um, and I think Joe is over in Manchester, and Paul's going to be headed to Manchester, Oklahoma. So, yeah, I don't see any reason why we couldn't have a, a good little group to break bread and chew the fat well you know it's a lot of progress here because we used to have spotty people all over the place and then folks started meeting up and meeting halfway and long distances and stuff like that and bob has been very instrumental in in everywhere he goes on his travels uh trying to hook up with listeners and meet all you good folks and stuff and but we're getting to a point where we're getting concentrated enough to start meetings and get together so if you guys want to meet and eat and all that kind of stuff had one recently there in atlanta back in december a few folks got together and so we're you know it's progress it's progress for us um I don't, I don't uh, buy into Anna Von Wright's assembly approach, at least not at this stage, because you get a bunch of people together that aren't really sure on what they're doing. They're getting conflicting informations. And like I said, I think the biggest problem with that approach is personalities. And you get different people in there that want their egos stretched or whatever. And, oh, I'm the boss. you got to take this test to see if you can come join us and all that. I just don't see that <laughs> as quite productive, you know. No. No. Uh, and, and the reason is because this your freedom's an individual choice. Yeah. Okay, now once you get enough people like we're talking about in an area that are on solid footing and know what they're doing and they're all on the same plane, now you can get together and start having meetings and you're all together. I see the other way as somewhat counterproductive, personally. 
Um, also, I had an email from a gal this morning. Uh, Pamela was her name. I'm not sure. I think she's over on the East Coast. And hi, oh, I filed animal rights and stuff. And what do I do about this? And what do I do about that? And I just had an answer about you. First of all, I can't read those long emails. I don't know anything about Anna Von Reitz's stuff. I don't spend time going and studying David Strait and Anna Von Reitz's stuff. It's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to learn what we do as well as I can to be able to explain it as simply as I can. Okay? And uh, I don't know. I, I've caught Anna Von Reitz giving out bad information in the past. Okay? I mean, directly to a, to a, to a damn good friend of mine, actually. Uh, and, and I just don't know. I, I hope it's not malintent like we sense with some of these other people. But it's just bad information, you know. You don't send a, a whatever AVR or whatever the hell they call their documents. I don't know. I don't know their nomenclature. Um, to the Secretary yeah, of State. You don't send it to the Secretary of State of the state. You know, I, I, Anna, my friend Tom Schramm, who used to be on here all the time, we did a lot of this stuff together years ago. And uh, Schramm had a situation where he had a son that w- was born up in, at home. Uh, I don't want to go into the whole story, but he was trying to get him at 16 a passport, and the State Department would not give him a passport. Okay, it's the only case I know of that. And, um, Partially because he didn't have a birth certificate. He was applying with an 11, so you got to have a certified copy of birth certificate. Well, the Joshua was born at home. He had a certificate of live birth. Okay, And so they wrote back and said, well, you got to contact the Georgia Bureau of Vital Statistics, which he did. And this was an amazing thing that came out of all that. Okay, they It was the year of the census. This is for those of you around the Atlanta area. There's a couple of pretty big resorts north of Atlanta, just as the mountains really get started up around Jasper and Pickens County and Ella J and up in that area, North Georgia. And uh, there's a couple of pretty uh, big resorts up there. One of them is called Bent Tree. And uh, he, he had rented a house in Bent Tree for the mom and the other children, and that's where Joshua was born. Well, it just so happened that was a census year. And the census taker came by that house and registered Joshua's birth on the census. So even though he didn't have a birth certificate, when the State Department appointed Tom to Bureau of Vital Statistics, they had his birth registered. Now, isn't that amazing? It was amazing to me. It may not be amazing to you, but it, it was to me. And anyway, so Tom, being as hard-headed and stubborn as he is, I said, you gotta, you're, you need to go. This is one of these cases right here, by the way, Mark, where we've talked about the U.S. Court of Claims, right? Right. And possibly the only common law venue left in the federal system, hidden, okay? Because they can't do away with it. They've got to hide it and massage it like they do all this other stuff. So I tried to get Tom, or at least suggested, you know, you don't get Tom to do anything. So, uh, But I suggested that he take that case up to the U.S. Court of Claims, and he wouldn't do it. He insisted on fighting it in the Georgia uh, system where he'd already muddied the water so much with all his previous court stuff. Uh, and I don't know whatever happened with that, quite frankly. Uh, but, uh, the point being is that in the middle of that, he contacts Anna Von Rice. Anna tells him, well, Tom, why don't you go to the secretary of state of Georgia and get them to issue you a Georgia passport? 
What's wrong with that, Mark? Well, uh, I don't think states can issue passports. States, I mean, states have never, states have yeah. never issued passports. That's yeah. why that 1835 case is there in the Supreme Court. Absolutely. Okay, so there's two instances, her telling you to file it with the Secretary of State and telling people to go get a state passport, which has never been issued by a state to my knowledge, period. I'm not going to go study this woman's crap. I'm not going to waste my time with those two examples going and digging in so I can pull your ass out of the mess you're in with it. Right. Okay, that's not my job. My job is to take you people and try and educate you as much as possible and get you as absolutely strong with this information as I can get you. Now, a lot of that's your decision, not mine, but I'm going to put it out there for you, and you can do with it what you will, okay? But it ain't my job to pull these David Strait and Anna Von Wright refugees out of whatever crap they're in, Okay. I don't know what she teaches. All I ever hear is it's confusing. You got to take tests and all this stuff. Hold it. How how difficult is it? You're either free or you're a slave. Well, they make it difficult, Roger, because um, you know they're they're wanting money and they make it look like a, a legitimate process. And the unsuspecting uh, individual goes in there and and they don't know. They've never studied law. That. They don't even know how to look up a case or read a case decision or or look up statutes or anything. They're just blindly following some guru who's out here, you know, promoting their, their junk. I mean, you know, the guy <laughs> that I is. did, uh, I think his name was Anthony guy. I did a interview with a couple of weeks ago. I think Paul, yeah, Andrew, 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 nice guy, you know? Yeah. And that's what he said. He said, look, I drove all the way to Pittsburgh, paid them $400. They never sent me anything, kept a couple of things through email. And they lied to me. Yeah. That was out of his mouth, not mine. Okay. Yeah. So be careful out there, folks. Hey, if you got folks that are edging on this AVR, David Strait, David Crooked stuff, do your best to try and pull them out of there. Okay. So, yes, who was Hey Roger there? Hey, uh, Roger. This is Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Yeah, hey, Jeremy. Uh, hey, hey. Uh, man, you've had some great episodes the last two days. I've been enjoying them. But the reason I clicked on unmute real quick was just to let everybody know the Passport uh, website does have an affidavit of birth now that you can fill out a form as long as you got somebody present that can describe the details of the birth. Witness. And they sign that you were born, blah, blah, blah. Really? This place is just so people know. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that that's was all. on there. Um, but uh, anyway. Hey, why I, don't you get some Hey Roger Rod- t-shirts? You should do the Hey Roger t-shirts. Get the <laughs> Hey Roger t-shirts, Roger. I'm not. That, that'll be like the wall. That'll be another money making. Well, hey, we, Roger. We, hey, Roger. We, we, that we would be a great t-shirt. We'll, we'll I would done. buy one. <laughs> you know, I've thought about doing that kind of stuff over the years. I'm not in this to make money, okay? i tell you, Waheeb, if I was going to make a T-shirt, what did it say, though? Saying that, I'm just saying that's an interesting I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's an interesting idea. Well, you know, here, how about this one? How about, how, how about this one? How about a T-shirt with surfs up on it? S-E-R-F-S. 
okay, and a bunch of people Ooh, with like pitchforks. Well, that's what I wanted to revolve the whole thing around when I started, and we went in to try and get that website, and somebody's squatting on it. Now, I wasn't going to go pay somebody to go, you know, buy a website, but I think it's very clever, and it's quite a double entendre on uh, a play on words there. <laughs> okay. Hey, Roger. Merca. Good morning. Good morning. Buenos dias. Buenos. Um, there's a, there was a, a, a lady yesterday. Her name's Annette. I hope she jumps on again. She was a new student. And I see that we have a new student in the chat too here okay. in the room. Right. So, um, I went, you were mentioning about the Anna Von Wright stuff. Um, some people do come in to the Telegram group from David Street and Anna Von Wright's. And, um, I did put like a little post for them to just let them know that they may have to start from scratch with your method because we have no idea what they're, what they did and right. what they put in. What Look, they used and what they learned. I am not so, going to sit down and read a 32 page right. David Strait affidavit to tell you what's wrong. Right, exactly. Okay. They have to start from scratch and learn what we're doing. And, and also I noticed that, um, new people may not understand our platform and the group of people that we have that we are working together, not against each other. We are here to work together and share our experiences and build each other up. Thank you. And um, I, I've seen some chats that have been a little bit tense and a little bit negative, and I want to make sure people understand that we're not here to work against each other. We are here to work together. Yep. Well, as I've always said, this is, and as many of you know, this is like a family deal here in a sense, right. but I'd rather right. extrapolate that and put it in the frame of a team. Well, I consider us to be a team. Okay. Teams always, always, no exception. Teams always accomplish more than individuals. Okay. Always. Right. All right. I don't, I, the, what my reason for mentioning this is that I don't, I, I just feel like I, I, I'm starting to see a little bit of a division and it's not, you know, what we do and we need to try to keep it as positive as possible well, and, just, and work together. I agree. Hey, Roger. Yes. Take in is, what we can. Is that Wayne? Sure is, buddy. How you doing? Hey, Wayne. How are you? We haven't seen you in a while. Well, uh, I've been out trying to uh, spread the good word and, uh, I wanted to give you a little anecdote from yesterday. All right. Uh, I was talking I was talking to a guy who's a pretty sharp fellow who uh was looking at either your process or David Straits uh a few months ago when I was talking to him. But he, he, his wife talked him into going to David Strait method. And uh yesterday I'm talking to him and uh, he says to me, Well, we're finally ready to do our passport application. This is after about four months of filing paperwork and they had to go to Arizona to to get some of the stuff in the uh uh, the recorder out there, but it shows now the more we talked, I said, well, what do you think of his method? And the word he used was murky. There's so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good description. That's a good adjective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's David murky straight, but, uh, 
But so he, uh, we were talking, I said, you do understand Roger's method had, you know, I used Roger and within six weeks I had my passport card and everything back. And uh, he just kind of looked at me and changed the subject because, you know, he knew that um, with all the money they've spent and all the time, it was just a, a colossal, you know, chasing the tail type situation. So it's just another good word for anybody who is looking at your method versus David Strait or Anna. It's just, there's no, uh, there's no contest. Well, there's no, there's no comparison because we know what we're doing and they don't, they don't even know the system they're fighting. They don't know the system of law that's being used. How do you expect anything else to be coherent? David, not so straight. So anyway, well, I, and I'm not here to bash those people. I'd like to think their motives are good. I don't know if that's true or not. Quite frankly, Anna Von Wright's giving out bad information. David Strait is beyond the pale from what I've seen already. Okay, so I don't know if you've been caught in that trap. Try and extricate yourself. Wayne's uh, friend here. I'm sorry. I, you have any idea how much money that cost him, Wayne? Did he? Did uh, he, he wouldn't really talk about the money side of it, but I mean, I've heard different <laughs> estimates of, from folks. You know, I think with David Strait, it's a sliding scale. He probably looks, you know, his people look at you like, well, if we have a real sucker here with money, it's going to be $3,000, and maybe it, it goes down the scale. But, uh, you know, as folks have the ability d- to pay. D- David doesn't ask you for your last two years of tax returns before he moves forward, does he? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Hey well, Roger. Hey uh, Roger. Okay, there's why. Hey Roger. Hey, Roger. What do you, you think three, of bank, three what do you think of this Bank of America thing? Well, I think that uh, it could be pretty bad. And if I, yeah, I've been going to the ATM machine as quick as I could and getting the money I've got in there out. Okay, that's what I think of it. Uh, the whole system's about to implode. Okay, if you don't know that by now, I heard. Uh, did anybody hear that financial guy that's on rents last night? on Tuesdays sometimes anybody hear that he's pretty sharp I can't remember his name uh, he has a gold and silver uh, company you know so. I've, just, I've just been following I've, most of us are just listening to Alex Jones and what, and Alex Jones seems to summarize it and put it in layman's terms where I can understand it. Okay. Well, and then let me go on here. Uh, he had this financial guy on last night. Well, he, you just got a terrible phone connection, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I had this financial guy on last night, and he dropped a couple of statistics, and I was kind of shocked, really, and I, I can't remember the second one. I remember the first one. January's house sales... YOY year over year from last year dropped 35%. This January. That was Mike McGill. Yeah, Mike McGill. Thank you. This year's January house sales dropped from last year to this year 35%. It's the biggest drop in the recorded history of that statistic. Did they talk about holiday sales? Because that's that's also a, usually a huge indicator is how much money spent, uh, how much money people spent through the Christmas season. I haven't yeah, heard holiday that. Holiday sales were down. He had a, he had another metric in there, and I really I'm sorry I can't remember it, but both of them were shocking to me. That one was the one that stuck. Um, 
And I wonder, we got a lot of new folks on here, and I've thought about going into talks on the monetary system and how it works. And I, I just, I don't know if it's just regurgitating stuff most of you know or putting out new information that may startle some of the new people. I mean, the whole thing's based on fraud, just like this citizenship thing. It's no different, you know. Uh, Roger. Yes, Wayne. Yeah, I uh, just want to let you know, I'm going to post this uh, clip I have, but a few days ago, Lynette Zhang, who I've mentioned before, oh, yeah. had a clip of a meeting of FDIC bankers talking in a meeting, and they were uh, planning bail-ins and also the fact that uh, they don't want to spook the herd. They don't want any unintended consequences. If they, this word gets out, they're going to do the bail-in. And uh, they la- they sit around joking about it. Uh, but uh, the key is these unintended consequences are going to be a run on the banks. That's exa- so, Well, uh, that, that's what this Bank of America. Bank of America started doing Have you that seen already. this clip? Have you seen this clip, Wayne, that's floating around about Bank of America in the last couple of days? Uh, I didn't see that one, but I watched a bunch of others. Well, there was a guy that was taking it on his phone at a Bank of America, and there was a whole line of people that the same thing happened to. Money's just disappeared from their account. They try to call customer service. They can't get through. Customer service hangs up on them, tells them if they do talk to them, there's nothing they can do. And here's a line of people at the bank that have gotten money boosted. I say money, currency, boosted out of their account. Um so anyway, it's coming. We're at that point, you know, the whole thing. Did you know, and I was just listening to Mike Adams this morning. Hold on while you, I was just listening to Mike right before I popped in with you guys. And I, did you know there was a stock market outage this morning? Yep. Heard that. Okay. So the stock market went down for what, an hour? How much, Wayne? Something like that. Yeah. I think that's the general vicinity, right? All right. So, uh, Stock market's in terrible trouble. Why did it go down? Because so many people getting on there wanting to sell. Wouldn't doubt that. Okay. Yeah, wouldn't doubt that at all. And talk, oh, talking about the FDIC, uh, one of the uh, stats that came out that's pretty startling is the FDIC can only cover, uh, oh. for every dollar out oh. of deposits out there, they can only cover about a penny of it. Yeah, that's right. And that's been that way for 30 years. We used to talk about that in the 90s. Okay. Used to be it was a quarter for every hundred thousand you had in there. I think it's less than that now. So it's wise to if you if you got any any funds parked in a bank account, get it out. And I uh, and and I also listened to this Dr. Mark uh, Uden. Is that the way you pronounce his name? This ex vice president of Pfizer that's blowing the whistle out of England. That Alex did a whole hour with him yesterday. Did anybody see that? You ought to go back. I didn't and, see that, but I saw McCullough, right, McCullough after, right, right after him. Well, go back and check out the hour number two yesterday, Alex. This guy, Yoden, and I, that's probably a butchering of his name. Very sincere guy. Okay. Yaden, I think. Yaden. I mean, very, very sincere guy. And, uh, uh, he's the one that's almost been an atheist all his life, and he's starting to put all this information together and falls down on his knees. Okay. Of seeing, and, and it's kind of like with me in a sense. I mean, what he has seen for the first time in his life is he's face to face with stark evil. Okay. And, and that's what turned him around, and that's what turned me around. Okay. I mean, I found Satan in the Internal Revenue Code. All right. 
that's why we're, that's why we're here today. I mean, you can laugh about it. It's kind of funny, but it's true. Okay. I know, but I know, but no, but you know something. I think this lottery is a freaking scam. Well, you this, know what the lottery I, I, is? Why? Hold on. What after they so-called win this crap? It's five hundred million. I don't think anybody's Wah- getting that. Why? You know what the what the, we used to call the lottery? We used to call it the idiot tax. You know why? Because people stand in line to pay it. Roger. Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't think anybody is winning the. I think that's all. Nobody's winning that. Well, if they do, it ruins their lives. So, who was the female that was trying to come forward there? Oh, it's Princess. Hey, Princess. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that uh, credit unions are the same bail-ins. No one's exempt. don't know, don't know. I mean, that they're probably a better outfit to do business with than one of these big banks, quite frankly. But I don't know what's safe in the system, Princess. I can tell you what's safe. If you got gold and silver or something solid that's got intrinsic value, you're you're far ahead of the game. Okay. And gold's starting to spike, and we're probably going to see this this magic spike that a lot of people like me have been waiting over 25 years for probably in the next few months is going to start. Okay. Yes, who was Hey Roger there? Roger, it's Gary. Oh, hey, Gary. Can you hear me? Yeah, man. Hi. A little clip. Hey, let me – heard you talking about financial stuff. Let me relate a couple things. First of all, all your deposits, as soon as you deposit, it becomes property of the bank That's by correct. Law. That's correct. The guy okay, seeing the that little clip, is, Gary, hold on, in that little <laughs> clip, that guy's going, well, they got my money. Well, no, buddy, they don't have your money. They got their money because you gave it to them. Yeah, the other thing is is that uh, the FDIC has $130 billion on account to insure nine I should repeat, nine trillion in deposits. Oh, yeah. The third thing is in twenty ten under the Frank Dodd Act, the FDIC has to indemnify the banks first. This is derivatives. This is what they've done so with derivatives. Okay. Remember derivatives? So that's, who ca- that's who where came the nine trillion? Right. Who who came up with derivatives? Who came up with the concept of derivatives? Anybody know? None of you guys know this? Michael Milliken? Nope. Another guess. How about Larry Fink? How about Larry Jerome. Fink? How about Larry Fink, the guy that runs BlackRock now? Oh wow. Okay. Derivatives are another they're, they're exactly what they say they are, okay? They're, they derive their value from something else. It doesn't matter what the something else is. We can make a derivative bet that the sun's going to rise tomorrow or the sun's not going to rise tomorrow and go, here we go back to the leaven of the Pharisees. Now they leaven all this crap up on top of that, see? Now what I think, and these are very complex. I hear you, Daryl. These are very complex instruments, Okay. And I have a friend up in Virginia whose brother was the head of Swiss Re. Anybody know who Swiss Re is? All right, boy, we've got to educate you folks on a lot of stuff. 
all of these <laughs> things <laughs> are all these and we we feel real dumb when you come on here in the <laughs> well it's just because i've spent a lot <laughs> of years i've spent a bunch of years digging into this to try and understand it okay so my friend's brother is the head in North America of Swiss Ray, Re, Ray, whatever. Those are called reinsurance companies. They're the companies that insure insurance companies. There's a number of them. Swiss Ray is one of the big ones. Okay, It's obviously out of Switzerland. So he was the guy in North America that before any check was paid out, it didn't go out until he signed it, okay? So when they flew him around, he didn't even fly on commercial jets. They flew him on private jets, okay? So they sent him to a class. This is what his brother told me. He told him. It's hearsay, okay? Pretty reliable chain. He told him, he said, they sent me to a class for a week, hours a day on derivatives. And he said, I didn't understand a damn thing. Okay. So these derivatives, the best I can tell, leaven of the Pharisees indeed, is they're like going to the schoolyard with a teeter-totter, okay, you know? And so on one end, when the teeter-totter's at the ground, is where it's loaded into your bank. And at the other end is their bucket. And as these derivatives kick in, it means the they've got first position on any claims of a bankrupt bank. So the teeter-totter shifts. It pulls all of your funds out of that account, and it dumps them down into the bucket as the bucket fills up, and that end ends up on the ground. Pretty simple analogy, okay? And what you'll receive is shares. Oh, don't worry. You're going to get something out of this. You're going to get shares of a bankrupt bank to take the place of what funds you had in there. Now, that's what's coming, okay? And just to, just to add on what Gary said, when you're a bank depositor, you are now an unsecured creditor. Correct. This Dodd-Frank debt. Correct. Unsecured. Be- because these derivatives have got the first position is why. <laughs> you weigh down the totem pole. And as far as stocks or bonds go, you're now considered a beneficial owner. You're not the legal owner you're the beneficial same thing you're down on the totem pole yep so anyway that's coming folks it's probably coming in the next couple of months would be my guess from the things that are looking and this morning the stock market changing closing for an hour evidently because of sell signals uh is uh just you know what's the old bob dylan line you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows hey roger Roger. Uh, yes uh, yes uh, I have a, a revocable trust, and my bank accounts are in the name of that revocable trust. Well, that won't make any difference. Your trust will end up with shares of a bankrupt bank. Okay. All right. So I think I heard Captain Daryl hovering around. Daryl, was that no, you? Daryl, was that you? No, I was, I was going to say, did you guys see the doomsday clock is 90 yeah, seconds before that. 12? I saw that. Well, as Gerald Salente said for for years, when all else fails, they take you to war. And, boy, they're trying. They're trying and been trying since 2014 when they got rid of the Russian-oriented president, duly elected, and put in their bunch of thugs back in the land of thuggery, Ukraine. 
Well, I got two relatives that are about to go, and they're in the hospital now, cancer, and a million dollars worth of real estate is online right now. So I'm not, the way this real estate market, now they're about, you know what I'm saying, they're about to kick up it. And this is, you know, how am I going to offload this? You know, it's going to be amazing. Well, you know, I heard you a know, very it, interesting it, it, tidbit out of California last night. They got proposed legislation up in Sacramento right now, Wahib, dealing with property and people that have sold property and left the state. Have you heard about that? I'm assuming that's no. I yes, yes, I have. Yes, yes, I have. Okay, yes. well, for the people that haven't, Maybe there's some of you that have sold your property and left California in the last 10 years. They're trying to come back and tax your property sale after you've exited the state. Up to 10 years back. How's that set with you? They spent all the money. They were like $9 billion. Um, in um, above, and now they're nine billion below what they they overseeing now. Yep, and of course now we're going to go give five million dollars a piece to black families in San Francisco. Reparations we'll for that somehow. Rep- reparations from people that never were slaves, from people that never owned slaves. Hey, hey Roger. Ken. Good morning, um, Ken. I. I got really uh, upset. Uh, oh gosh, it's uh, about a month ago now. Um, I was trying to get access to my bank account, which is in another state, and because I've been with them for like thirty, forty years, and uh, couldn't get a hold of anybody. And the number to the VP, who I knew personally. Uh, took me to like a rotary system, you know, press one for this, press two for that. Right. And needless to say, I was quite alarmed um, because I I live off that income. And um, come to find out, long story, a little bit shorter, that she had retired and her number one had retired. Just boom, just like that. Uh Uh-oh. Gone. Uh Uh-oh. That's and not so, a, that's not so a good news. Ken. Yeah. That, that's not a good sign. <laughs> no, I know because I've been uh, beating them up for decades now about how I wanted to sell out everything and just get physical, you know, metals or something, and I didn't care if I, I made any money or not. I just wanted the security of that, knowing that it would never go to zero. Um, but I would think that even stuff that's on deposit or, you know, that would, the bank would probably take that as well. If they were in a safety deposit box, but. Oh, they would, don't put uh, it in a safety safety deposit box. Nope. Nope. They did that in the thirties. They cleaned out safety deposit boxes in the thirties. They'd take your gold and they'd put the new federal reserve note in there. I think your your best investment these days is in chickens. The price of <laughs> eggs going up so much. There, do you know that they've caught people smuggling eggs from Mexico into Texas because the price of eggs is so high? People are literally smuggling eggs. Oh, the price of chickens 
has like quadrupled here, even out in the country here. Um, so it, it's pretty amazing. Did you see the folks and, on Tucker uh, Carlson the other night that started a rent, rent a chicken business 10 years ago? <laughs> They rent chickens. They rent chickens yeah. and the chicken house. Amos Miller. Yes, I know all about that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, yeah, Roger. I was watching him yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, thank uh, God for Robert Barnes pulling his ass out of the fire. Yeah, who who was trying to Roger there? Is Anthony? Um, yeah. Just recently, um, I, I was working with some people, you. and we just dumped a hundred thousand eggs into the landfill. You what? Yeah, what? they're dumping eggs. I know. I just got paid to dump eggs. Oh Folks, we got hard times coming. There's hard times coming, and they ain't going to be over in a week. I also tried to buy some bulk food, and bulk food is really hard to get as well. I mean, you can get some great GMO stuff, but I've if you're trying to get anything healthy, um, it it's sold out. Right. Uh, you can't might, get it. Mike Adams, uh, there's a couple of, of, of outfits around that are still selling bulk food, but, you know, here it is. At this late hour, and all of a sudden, people are starting to wake up and do that. Should have done that a couple of years ago. Okay. Hey, uh, Raj. Roger. All right, hold on. Roger. Get Paul first. Joe. Joe has his hand up. He's had his hand up for quite a while. Okay. Well, Joe, Joe I can't recognize your yeah. hand because I can't see with, it. But come on, with, what you got? With regard to the safety deposit box that you mentioned a few minutes ago or a minute ago. I know firsthand that those boxes are not secure. No, they're not. They tell you. They tell you that you 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 can't. They can't open it without your key, and that's so much bullshit. I know firsthand on that. Well, you Two know, times. here because I've known all this stuff for a long time, and early on, I, I I'm interested in economics, so. When I first got turned on to this, first thing I did was go to the library and start pulling down economic books, okay, and start reading them. And that was when I found out about the difference in Keynesian economics and Austrian economics, all right? And so I had a pretty well awareness of that and went along for a few years, and that's when I hit Silverlawn with Dr. Flick. And at that point in my life, I was out of the tax system, and I married uh, my second wife who died. I married and moved in with her, and her and her mother were paying all the bills. So I had this fabulous situation with no expenses and nothing but profit, okay, And because I was working out of the house. And so uh, that went on for a few years, and I was able to com- uh, stash a little cash and stuff. And back then... Knowing what I know, I went and bought gold, okay? So I've had my little stash for 25 years or more, all right? Now, I bought my gold. I think gold just went up around 19, around 19 and a half, 1926, something like that, uh, that he was talking about last night, that guy Mike. 
Uh, but I bought all my gold. I can tell you the first, I, I took some of the proceeds from my house that the IRS didn't steal and bought, bought $10,000 worth of gold on the day Bill Clinton was impeached. Some of you remember that. And it was $300 an ounce on the nose. So I bought my first little installment there at $300. Then what happened, and some of you may not know this, as we got past 2011 or 2009-11 and into the early part of this century, um, there was an incident called Brown's Bottom. Does any of you follow this market and understand what that is? Do you know what Brown's Bottom is? I don't think I've ever heard of that. Well, the guy that uh, the guy that was running the exchequer was named Brown. I can't remember his first name, and he auctioned off half of England's gold holdings. Get this, Mark, to the lowest bidder. Wow! They auctioned off half of England's gold surplus to the lowest bidder not the highest Man, bidder the how lowest. do you do that well it's it, I, you know the question i've never heard anybody else ask is who who bought it <laughs> who got what, the who you, got the bid as if i'm you know big quizzical yeah. question who got which what, rothschild got the bid all right so what year that, was that that, that was about recall? in 2001 to three in that range oh my god and gold went down to two hundred and fifty-one dollars. Well, you know, in the states here, uh, we just manipulate it with uh, uh, paper. Correct. Uh, that that has nothing behind it. They call it a naked, uh, a naked short, yep. or yeah, or a naked bid. But they'll do a naked short. Uh, J.P. Morgan got caught doing this with silver. Yes, and it took them a long time to dig themselves out of a hole. They just got fined but, on it fairly recently, a couple of billion yeah. dollars, something huge. Yeah, and there okay. were some parties who were wanting to take. You know, this we're talking futures contracts, and so there were some parties who wanted to take delivery of their silver, and, and they were it. like, "Ubbada, ubbada, yeah. we don't have the silver." Yeah. And they do what's so they had to a, pay them in cash. They, it's called a force majeure. Okay, and yeah. they have to pay them in cash for their gold profits, but they pay them in what Federal Reserve notes. Okay, so yeah. that's what a lot of people are going to get short doing ETFs where they've got money in the gold and silver ETFs, and that's what's going to happen. The they let their but their synagogue buddies get the metal, but they stick you with currency on a force majeure. Okay, now you were talking Mike, about derivatives. Mike, Mike all right, hold on. Wahib's got something to add. What about Mike Maloney? Mike Maloney said it's going to be unaffordable and unavailable. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's very true. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, the, the wealthy, right, the wealthy, on. and governments and banks have been buying up gold in record amounts in the, been in the past year. I had a, I had a very good friend. He's retired now. Uh, I say a very good friend. A friend. His name was Tom Cloud. He was in Atlanta. Moved down to St. Simon's Island for the last part of his career. He was one of the top ten gold and silver dealers in the world. A guy you never heard of. Okay. I knew him because of my friend David Strait, deceased David Strait, because he, all of his money, and he'd done a lot of investing with Tom. So that's how I met Tom and got to know him a little bit. And I remember 
back when I was first starting to do this show in the nine years, ten years ago, and I used to have V. Remember V, the economic gorilla or whatever he called himself? Remember that guy that was around for a while? Supposed to be all this big banker and stuff? Well, he wasn't. He was a fraud. He had a friend that was doing that. He was getting information from his friend and pretending to be his friend. Okay? So I had just had a conversation with Tom Cloud before I had him on the show. And Tom told me personally, I said, Tom, how you doing? You know, and he goes, Roger, I'm busy. I am so busy. He said, I got central banks and insurance companies buying gold hand over fist. I can't hardly keep up with it. Okay. And I get on the show with V and he goes, no, central banks aren't buying gold. Well, hell, I just talked to one of the top 10 gold dealers in the world. Okay. So, uh, anyway, that was, uh, in those times and, They've been buying for a long time, but Mark's right. They're really buying a lot lately. You know what What changed that, Mark, was uh, here, and I don't remember the specifics. A number of years ago, they changed the formula for banks. On You know about the tiers in banks and their asset tiers? Yes. yes. Okay, so for the audience that doesn't, a bank has three tiers of assets. And the first tier is usually cash, securities, bonds, etc. And here's the hitch. You get to take 100% of first tier value and transfer it over to your balance sheet. So if you got cash, equities, bonds, etc. worth a billion dollars, you can carry a billion dollars in value over to your balance sheet. The tier two is 50, I think 50%. You could carry over maybe 75, but a reduced percentage. And then the third tier was 50. So I think it's 100%, 75%, and 50%. Well, gold has been in the th- tier three for decades. They intentionally put gold in tier three. So if banks wanted to hold it, they could only carry 50% of the value over their balance sheet. They changed wow. gold from a tier three to a tier one. Tier one, yeah, I heard that. Okay, that was a few years ago, and so yep. that opened the door for banks and and others to start uh, buying gold and putting it there in their asset column. Yeah. Roger, I have- oh, we had a female here. I'm sorry, we're getting in this conversation. Yes, ma'am. What can we do you for? I'm busy taking notes. I have two questions. First one, someone mentioned that. Um, uh, bank depositors are unsecured. They what? are. Well, what unsecured. that means, all right, what that means is when you deposit your, your Federal Reserve notes in the bank, uh-huh. the, the, the Federal Reserve notes become the bank's property. And just like an unsecured credit card, you know, they can't come back at you on a, on a credit card for so much debt. It's unsecured debt. You're not putting up collateral when you run a credit card. Okay. Okay. So that's unsecured. All right. So you, in other words, this goes back to what we were saying earlier. If they do a bail-in, they're going to give you shares of a bankrupt bank instead of your Mm. funds. Yes. Okay. Okay. So what's your second one? Yes. What do you propose we do with the money? I mean, well, I know we have to get rid of this convenience of being able to pay our bills online or whatever. But uh, just by money orders and 
Well, the money order the money orders are based on this fraudulent system. Who are you going to go? You know, uh, you want to take and get something with intrinsic value, Nadine? Okay. What uh, about the postal money orders, Roger? What about them? They're still based the, on Federal Reserve. The they're still based on Federal Reserve notes, aren't they? Oh, okay. I- I want my money out the bank, but I don't know what to do with it. Well, you know, I mean, what what people have normally done and what's been talked around around this community for the whole time I've been in, it's gold and silver, okay? Because those are and, – and here's what you want to do. If, you, if you're – the problem is now that the supply is so little, and they're, they're forcibly keeping the price down. See, gold and silver are the canaries in the coal mine. Nadine, okay? You know that old analogy? All right? Yes. There's a saying on Wall Street, gold climbs a wall of worry. Gold climbs a wall of worry. So the more things get bad, the more people resort to something that's real, gold. All right? Mm -hmm. Now, here's the problem. They know that better than we do. All right. So this is why they've gone in all these years and suppressed the price, just like Mark was talking about. They've suppressed the price by using a device called Naked Futures. Okay. Now this can get com- this can get complex. So just bear with me. Okay. So what they do? You got two markets, gold and silver. Of the two, the smallest and most volatile is silver you know the ratio of gold and silver that comes out of the ground is supposed to be like 15 to 1 naturally 15 ounces of silver for every ounce of gold all right Mm -hmm. and they because silver is such an industrial metal and it's so much cheaper than gold gold does conductivity and stuff too but all these companies make your cell phones and stuff they don't want to pay two thousand dollars an ounce for that when they can pay twenty five dollars an ounce for silver and silver is the best conductor in the world okay of 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 circuitry and stuff all right that's why they use it all right but it's a smaller market than gold i forget how much smaller but considerably so why they concentrate on silver is because when silver spikes, it always leads gold. And it, now that it's got such industrial applications with all this manufacturing, these companies that use silver in their manufacturing buy huge amounts future-wise to make uh-huh. sure their manufacturing is going to go in the future, Correct. So one of the things they're really concerned about in keeping silver down is not only that it leads gold, but the fact that they don't want all these huge companies getting a whiff of this and coming in and buying all the silver in the world in future contracts that they can't fill. Okay? So it's got a couple of applications here that are really, really important. Now, how they're doing this is by using... You know, here's what what have they done with us to base the money supply? They make us property and they collateralize our future income. See, they do everything with futures, all right? Because if you control the future, I guess you control the present, don't you? Don't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that's what they're doing with all of these markets. Now, in these metals markets, there's a 30-minute w- window 
between when the New York markets close or the U.S. markets and when the Asian markets open. There's a 30-minute window there with no activity because there's no markets in the world open. Okay? Mm -hmm. So what they'll do is they will take a year or half a year's production of silver and put it in what they call naked futures. These are future contracts without the metal to back them up. And they dump those on the market in that 30 minutes when there's no other markets open. And because they're sellers and there's no buyers, it drives the price down. That's how they're doing this. Okay. It artificially drives the price down. It's Ex- not exactly. reality. It's not real because naked shorts aren't real. And they're supposed to be illegal for them to use them, but they let them use them. Okay. Why? I mean, why don't they crash down on these? But, because it's the same synagogue buddies that are running the show. Mm. And see, I, here's a tip. Here's a tip for you guys. I think they've got this back up. If you want to see the shenanigans that go on in the background here, this has to do with the 2008 housing crash, but it'll give you tremendous insights. And there's a guy named Titus, I believe, is his name, and he did. A, he does great stuff on economics. I mean, he's good. Okay, and he did a about an hour or more called all the plenary men have any of y'all ever oh, seen that i i uh, lost it i had the link i didn't watch it okay well you need to watch that all, all the plenary the plenary, plenary, plenary p-l-e-n-a-r-y all the plenary men i think it's back on youtube okay they yanked it mm-hmm. real quick when he put it's, it out it's on there it's still uh, on there man that is a that's a college course in what these bastards are doing behind the scenes. He's got all the documentation, puts everything on the screen for you. They can't jail them. They're isolated. They're insulated from jail. That's why all these big banks and stuff like J.P. Morgan that Mark mentioned a minute ago, they pay these big fines, but nobody ever goes to jail. And he shows you that in that video. All the plenary men. I believe his name is Mark Titus. Is that the guy's name? Uh, it escapes me. But anyway, that's a that's that's something good to look at on this financial stuff. I'll show you how they do these things. So all of this time, they're controlling silver so that they can control gold. Okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. So here, here's the tip. If you can find anybody that's got any gold or silver, buy the smallest denominations you can buy. In other words, if you're buying eagles and you can get 10,000 eagles, get 10,000. Always buy the smallest size that you can buy instead of going in and buying ounces. Because the problem comes up if it gets down to dire circumstances and all you got is an ounce of gold and you want to go get some eggs, what kind of change is he going to give you? Okay? See, that's yeah. why you want the small, the the most desirable one out there, and I doubt if you can find it anymore, is junk silver. Do you know what junk silver is, Nadine? No, I don't. That is pre-64 dimes, quarters, and half dollars because they had a 90% silver content. Okay? Oh. And yeah, after, but you got to 
you got to buy it in bulk. Yeah, you got to buy it in bulk yeah. by the pound instead well, you of by probably, the ounce. And you probably can't find it anymore. It's one of the first things people yanked up on because there didn't used to be a premium on it. Now there's premiums on junk yeah, silver if you can back. find it. When I went to go buy something, if you don't buy a certain amount, they won't take your money. Well, you can't just buy a few hundred. You, you got to have buy in the thousands. Well, it depends on who like you're. Anymore. You know, it depends on who you're dealing with. Your your local coin shop may have some of that stuff, but if you're going to be dealing with dealers, they're probably going to put minimum requirements on you at some point. But I don't think you'll be able to find junk silver out there. Unless somebody's in a real hey, dire yes, strait. Yes, you can. Okay. Yes, you can, Roger. Okay, yep. well, there you go. I'm corrected, you know. But we I, have a supplier Roger, as well. But he gets scarce. you got to grab oh, it quick. Oh, 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 oh. we got four or five people wanting to talk. Who is to say buy it quick? Hey, Who's Roger. Uh, all right, We have yes. a supplier. All right, you have a supplier. Is this Joe or Anthony? No, this is Anthony. Anthony. No, it's- yeah, we have a supplier. You only have to get six ounces at a time. It's 180 bucks, and okay. it's really good. Okay, well, are they ounces? Are they ounces? Are they? They're not eagles. They're they're just uh, what they call silver rounds, right? Yeah, it's that. No, what it is is all that junk silver, the pre sixty four. Yeah, or the pre sixty five. Yeah, it's all that. It's like six ounces of that for one hundred eighty bucks. Ah, if you can get your hands on that stuff, boy, get it right now. Yeah, I'll make suggestion. sure it's in the uh, in the chat. Okay, I'll put the link in the chat. Now, hey, Anthony. Roger. All right. Roger. Yeah, Anthony. I want to come back to you in a minute. Yes. Yes, hey Roger. Okay. Uh you you can buy silver uh bars, they're hundred gram bars, and they got creases in them and you can break off one gram pieces at oh, a that, time. That's good. That's a good that's a good For, suffice. They also sell gold that way. Yes, I know that. I've heard Bennett's commercial on that. Um so yeah. it, it, and it, one other one one other metal too that most people don't think about and they do the metal people sell it so it has value and that's copper and it's cheap. Copper is another it's got intrinsic value it's you know see copper well here's the bad part about copper what 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 determines the value of copper manufacturing we going into an economic depression you're not going to see a lot of manufacturing that's the problem with it but it'll still hold some value okay you're right if, if you want to buy copper or metal scrapper and buy it from people bringing it in or buy it directly off the metal scrapper and you'll get it at the absolute lowest price yeah Okay, so uh, right now, because of FTX, you know, we had another option here, and that was cyber coins with the complexity and all the technical crap and everything else. But FTX is dragging the whole cyber market down. I just heard Adam's talking about this morning. A bunch of these other platforms are going uh, going under right now because they're being drug under by FTX. So it's a sticky situation. Always, I mean, you know, look at it this way, Nadine. Gold and silver have been money for 5,000 years. What's FTX? FTX is that platform with Sam Bankman Fried that just went under that they were using to launder all that money and no telling what all it's it like was. like a Bitcoin. Yeah, it was, a, it was, a, exchange. It was a establishment hey, a slot machine, basically. Yeah, Gary. Yuri. Well, let me educate people a little bit. Before you go buy gold and silver, you need to make sure you've got at least a year's worth of stored food. I'd agree with that. And because 
in any economic collapse, if you study Bosnia, Argentina, uh, any of the countries that's had any type of economic collapse lately, in the last 25 years, say, you'll find out that food was more valuable first. Yep. Once things settled down, once things settled down, then your gold and silver become a barter item. You know, in Argentina, in Argentina, after that 2000, after that, I'm going to just inject something here, Gary. In Argentina, after that 2001 bankruptcy, remember, I moved down there a couple of years after that. Okay. There were stories about trucks on the highway with cattle in them. And the people would hijack the truck, and they would butcher the cattle right on the side of the road. Yep. Also, there's one precious metal that I haven't heard anybody talk about yet. Right, lead. I've heard copper, gold, and silver, but lead, if you haven't got a sufficient quantity of lead while it's available, you better go get it. And something to uh, project that lead with. Yes, it'd be a very. Projected that lead and brass. <laughs> lead and brass too. Don't forget well, I, brass, Gary. <laughs> I didn't hear you because I'm tearing, I'm busy tearing a wall out. But oh, anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, also something else you need to focus on prior to even silver and gold, and that is natural medicines. Um, go stock up at your local health food store on. Stuff such as dandelion root, uh, red raspberry leaf, red clover. Um, you'll find out that those are some massively good. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of out of breath from tearing this wall down. But and let me. Uh, inject, but you'll find out those inject, are well worth your time. Let me inject something here, folks. There's a lot of. This is why we concentrate on this Itera wand. Okay, I'm gonna tell. Last night I had a tooth that was bothering me. I've got one that's loose a little bit. Been that way for a while, but it it wasn't hurting and pain. It was just sensitive, and so before I went to bed, I took the wand and put it on there for about two minutes. And today it is gone. It's gone. Okay. So that's why for people, I got an email bitching about us talking about the wand on here on Monday. That's why we cover stuff like that. Okay. You, you can have the five pillars of freedom, spiritual, political, financial, geographical, and health. You can have those other four in spades. And if you don't have your health, you ain't got crap. So that's hey, why Roger. we talk about that. Yes, Ken. Um, it does have a critical dependency of electricity. Well, I understand. So that. I just wanted to interject and interject uh, your colloidal silver, which you can make your own with a nine volt battery, um, and uh, your CDS or MMS. Um, good things to to have on hand. But one thing I wanted to mention regarding the safety deposit box, it, the conversation kind of got away from you. What I found is that there's a coin uh, dealer in Spokane, Washington called Coins Plus and they have safety deposit boxes there which are not bank controlled oh, and okay. you truly you truly do only have the key um, and there, it's only like 90 bucks a year or something like that for the box. It's not bad. But you, the one caveat is that you have to be there in person. Alright, when I got I, I had my gold in the States and I went to bring it down to Argentina. 
and that's a whole story in itself. I ended up, I had to uh, bring it down. I had a lot of people coming down and visiting me when I first got down there. Pardon me? I hung it up. You did? Okay, well, good. Hopefully it'll dry. Uh, So I had people coming down a lot, and I'd have (laughs) folks bring down under the $10,000 limit. So I ended up getting it all down there. But then I had the problem where to put it, just like you're talking about. So I had found already a safety deposit box company in Montevideo, Uruguay, that is not associated with any financial institution. It's totally private. And we smuggled <laughs> to smuggle the gold into Uruguay, for God's sakes. Most countries of the world welcome you with open arms if you're bringing value into their country. Uruguay is one of the only countries in the world that wants you to declare gold coming into the country. Well, I didn't want to de- wait and see whoever customs agent, whether you know he'd gotten laid the night before and what kind of mood he was in, what kind of tax. So we smuggled it into Uruguay. Okay, I'll say that here on the air. And, uh, anyway, I've got a box just like they're talking about where, uh, uh, and it's $200 a year, pretty cheap. I split it with another friend of mine who's also got medals and that place is like entering. You feel like James Bond going into the place, man. And it's all those precautions that they've got built in and Montevideo and Uruguay, Uruguay used to be the wild West. It used to be the Switzerland, South America. That's what they called it. And the, uh, the, the, the money grubbers got in there and turned it around, but it's still a heck of a, a financial center. All the big players in the world are in that one little town, not little million and a half people, Montevideo, Uruguay. And, uh, so anyway, I found this through talking to people and trying to get this whole trip set up years ago. And this guy told me about that facility. And it's it's very interesting. It's in the country's biggest mall, most prestigious mall, that used to be Uruguay's prison. <laughs> and they turned the prison into a mall. And it's real nice, okay? But this is down on the bottom floor on one end of one wing there. You walk up, and it's got black glass you can't see anything and all of a sudden the glass <laughs> opens up and you step through and then you got to go do a fingerprint and get an account get make sure it's your account and then they issue you a little piece of paper that lets you through another uh, uh gated area to get into another gated area and you got to give them the piece of paper and they give you another piece of paper and then you go to another gated area which is the waiting room for the vault and that guy's got to un do the 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 prison door and let you in and then he's got to go into they can only have one person in the vault at a time and he's got to go in with you and you've got to get two keys and put both keys in the vault to open the thing up i mean it's a it's a heck of a secure process and i feel real good with my stuff being down there but uh I'm just very fortunate to have found that. Also, Ken, Texas has got a deposit metals depository that evidently Texans can put their uh, metals in. Do you know that, Ken? No, I. Uh, well, they've got it's, it's, not, te- it's not something. They, you go look. I don't worry about it too much anymore. Well, well, anyway, for those of you, Texas opened that up about five, six, seven years ago. Big, big metals depository there. Sam Bass, who's a, from the Bass family, you know about the Bass family there in Texas, Ken? 
Oh yeah, Fort Worth. Okay, well they're you know big money people, and can, and Bass is on the board of trustees of the University of Texas. He had the University of Texas a, a, a fund. What's like? What do they call that? The the big fund that you alumni contribute to and whatever. He had them buy a billion dollars worth of gold a few years ago, divest themselves of the uh, whatever the fund is, and that's in yeah, that. I remember te- that. That's in that Texas depository. But if I remember right, individuals, if you got holdings, you can put it in there too. But see, here's the problem: we get people like Nadine, sweet Nadine. There, she's just kind of waking up to this stuff, going, "Wow, hell, all my money's in the bank. What do I do?" Well, you just heard us do thirty minutes on. You need to do this. You ought to do that. You ought to get this. You ought to think about this. You know, and it hits people like a tidal wave. If you hadn't been in this, has been preparing for a while. Hey, Roger. Yes. Hey, uh, anybody on the fence about gold and silver? They should know that uh, I have a chart that shows in Venezuela when a hyperinflation hit in a period of eight years, silver went from $38 in their currency to up over a million dollars. Yep. In, yep. in gold went from 2400 to 89 million. Yeah. So there you that's go. in a period of eight years when well, it all hit. You know, Jim Sinclair and Bill Holter. I don't know if y'all are familiar with them. Holter's a, a big Texas boy. And Jim Sinclair, do y'all know who he is? You know his background? He's he's pretty elderly, okay. But him and Holter were the Sinclairs that own uh, JB Wells. Um, I'm not sure about their uh, radio network. I I don't think so. Okay, no, I don't think it's the same people. He was one of these folks. Okay, Sinclair was. In fact, when remember when the Hunt brothers tried to go, uh, corner the silver market, silver went up to fifty bucks. Y'all remember that? This in the uh, late 70s? Sure, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Well, Sinclair was the guy that Paul Volcker hired to unwind the Hunt silver position. He's, He's at the center or has been in the past of all this stuff. Okay. So... I heard saw an interview with him and Holter, and he said gold right now should be somewhere around one hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars an ounce. Now that was a couple of years ago, okay? Before they got into Ukraine and all this other inflation stuff, the Bidens have been pumping out for two years. That's causing all these problems we're seeing, okay? So. It'd be wise to have some. I don't know how much. I can't advise you on that, but it'd be wise to have some by the smallest denominations you can get your hands on. Bill Holter had hey, a right Hold on. We got two or three people. Wayne, what were you going to say? And then I'll get to Ken. Wayne, weren't you trying to say something just then? I think that was Mark. Okay, Mark, do you have something to say? Yeah, I get yeah just, just shortly, uh, like in the last few months, I guess it was summertime, Bill Holter come on to uh, Greg Hunter with USA Watchdog. Yeah, he's on there a lot. And, yeah, after the fact, <clears throat> Bill explained that they had a customer who wanted to buy $2 million worth of gold, and he said it was a struggle to source to it. find the amount of gold to source it all. They had, to go, they had agents all across the U.S., 
that were collecting gold for them. Right. And, and right now, the central banks and banks are buying it up because of this change in the Tier 1 assets from a few years ago. They see the writing on the wall. You know, yeah. was, I guess it was about 20 years ago. It was right after the turn of the century. There's an insurance company called Northwest Mutual Life Insurance. Y'all heard of them? Northwest Mutual? Yeah, they're huge. They're pretty big, right? They've been around since the 1800s. Been around 100, 147 years. For the first time in 147 years, Northwest Mutual Life Insurance went and bought a billion dollars worth of gold. Wow. Now, get How much? the. I think it was a billion dollars. You can put, put it in search engine, wow. Northwest Mutual Gold, and it'll come up with those articles. John Cassara had never heard of this when I told him about it. Okay, now get the irony of this. For the first time in 147 years, an insurance company bought insurance. <laughs> oh my god is that i mean Ron you know again bob dylan bob, bob dylan you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows right hey Ron. well i think the the biggest insurance that uh us little people us nadines can uh afford right now is uh organic Pinto beans. Pinto <laughs> beans are quite nutritious, and you can buy. They're they're readily available organically, so non-GMO, and you don't even have to cook them. You can uh, put them out, you know, in water and grow them as sprouts. Right. And they're highly nutritious, oh. readily available. Oh my gosh. And I actually got that idea from Tom in Utah. It's a very good idea. Now, there's a caveat there. That's funny. Too. There's a caveat there. If you're going to soak your beans, don't drink that water. Throw it away. Mm-hmm. Don't soak yeah, your he beans. Yes, in the water and or colloidal silver, you'll keep, you know, the, the mold. Right factor down don't soak your beans and then cook them in that same water right rinse them okay so uh, where are they really yeah. available part, oh man i i don't know right off the top of my hand my head. that's one of the reasons i'm in ecuador folks where nobody's ever going to starve here i mean the food literally rots on the ground here okay Hey, Raj. Yes. Goya might be a good brand. Yeah, Goya is a fine company. I like those guys. Yeah, I've I've got Goya beans. Yeah. Um, He's a good guy. The guy that runs that company is a really solid guy. Okay. Yeah. Raj, I know we don't don't have to do this. It's G-O-Y-A. G-O-Y-A. Goya. It's not Goyum. It's Goya. No. no, it's Goya for the Goya. It's <laughs> beans for the for the I, everybody else. Hang on, know, ju- hang on, just a second. I know we don't have to do this, but we are actually on a couple of more platforms than usual today. So I just want to mention that not only are we on EurofolkRadio.com, we're also on Radio.GlobalVoiceRadio.net, as Roger had mentioned at the beginning of the show. But this program is also on. HomeNetwork.tv, 
today really? and also freedomnation.tv. Okay. Well, listen, today. if you're a new listener and you stumbled into this feed and you don't know anything about this, I'm sorry to give you a drink of water out of a fire hydrant. That's where we are. For more information, though, you can go to ExposeTheMatrix.com. You can find out all of our streaming services and how to join us on the program through free conference call. There you That's go. ExposeTheMatrix.com. There you go. Uh, Ken, I got to tell you, I chuckle at you uh, with your Hebrew national label. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wonder how many, fun with that too. I, I, it's fun, and I, I wonder how many people know the background of that. Is what I was thinking about last night. And for the audience that doesn't know, there there's a brand of of uh, kosher hot dogs called Hebrew Nationals. Okay, and they used to run spots years ago, decades ago. I don't know if they still do or not. Commercials, you know, on TV and stuff. And the tagline at the end of the commercial was, we answer to a higher authority. <laughs> so that's why every time you say that, that's what comes into my mind. It makes me chuckle. So good work, Ken. Hebrew National. Um, where else can we go this morning? Well, you're trying to, trying to convey a, a message right, and, yes. and, you know, and, and, and advertising is so burned into our memory circuits. But those particular issues are exactly what most nationals want to do and, and do do is as answer to a higher authority, not a man-made authority and man-made laws. So, it's, it's but the other thing is, is it, it disarms the anti-Semitic uh, <laughs> issues both directions. You can't call somebody as a Hebrew national anti-Semitic because by definition, they can't be. And then, well, anyhow, I, uh, anyway. I think people get it. Well, I wanted to just give you a tip of the hat. I thought that was very good. Okay. So, a couple other people. My question are, is, are, are Goya beans right, kosher? Uh, good question. Good question. Look and I'm, see. I'm, I'm kidding. Well, some, uh, go go to the store when you're at the store. See if it's got the K or the U with a circle on it. Nadine, do you know about the kosher tax? No, I don't. Oh. Well, go to anything in the grocery store and start looking at it. And you're going to see a little K or a little U with a circle around it. Those are two rabbinical groups where they extort food companies to go in and make pay them to make to bless their their production to make sure it's kosher. Wow. Yeah, it's the kosher tax. And you can't go to any of those food companies, and they will not tell you what the percentage of the kosher tax is on the price of the good. Are you talking about like kosher tax or or organic or what? No, kosher, kosher, kosher. You know, kosher, blessed by the... We take Jewish rabbis to do whatever they do to the food. Yep, yep. So there's another. Henry Macko said when he found kosher label on toilet tissue, he knew yeah. it was time to talk about it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Is your toilet tissue kosher? <laughs> and here's another one. A, a Orthodox guy that called in the radio sometimes um, said that they have sometimes just the uh, Braille, which is two raised bumps. My oh sister my went blind, so I knew what he was talking about. So no lettering at all, two bumps. 
And and by the way, just in case anybody is wondering and was planning on joining us for the Jitsi Jamboree in Oklahoma late next summer, <clears throat> you may or may not find Hebrew National Hot Dogs there. <laughs> but I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> well, what I want to know is how do you have kosher ham? Yeah, well, that you know, that's the great. That's well. See, Mark, you know, you know, Daryl, Daryl came on here one day with this. You know what the Jewish dilemma is, don't you? No, that's a a store with a sign outside that says "Free Ham Sandwich." <laughs> hey, Roger. Yes. Roger. Yes. Who's Roger? That's a new voice. Who's that? This is Philip. Philip, I knew it was a new voice. Hey, Philip. Yep. Hey, I got a little information for you. You can go to jmbullion.com, and there you can buy what they call gold backs. And um, basically, they're um, gold foil in a plastic package, and they're laid out like a dollar or something. But for this, I'm one looking at one right now. It says, for circulation in Utah... I'm looking at another one here. It says for circulation in Nevada. So there are states that are actually accepting these things, right. I guess. But you can buy them at jambullion.com or at least go check it out. Now, are these the the like bills that have a little gold inside them or, or they have an actual gold on them? They're actually gold with printing on them. And, um, you know, they squeeze it down so far. It's just like little... It's foil, right? But it's inside plastic, so it doesn't get ruined the minute right. you pick it up, right? Well, I, you know, I was with Carrot Bars for a number of years, and they came out right. with a currency like that with, uh, I forget the denominations, tenth a tenth of a gram, and uh, two tenths of a gram or something with the actual little small gold gram in embedded in the bill. I've got right. some. I've got some here. I don't know if they'll be acceptable or not. I still got some of those too. Whatever happened to carrot bar? Whatever carrot bars? Whatever happened to carrot bar? Yeah, they had a well, Hell, I can't answer the question. Wahib, you want an answer to your question? Carrot bars had a president named Harold Seitz that bit off more than he could chew and started to do too many important things simultaneously, and it brought the company down. He hired bad people. The guy that set up their currency deal worldwide was a Jew, and he stole over a billion dollars from them. That's what happened to carrot bars. Okay? So, who else? There's a couple of people trying to say. Keep that in mind for any of these deals you're looking at. Hey, Roger. Yes. Yes, who's Hey Roger? Uh, hey Roger, it's Dave. Hey Dave. Dave. Um, uh, up at New York, not in New York. Uh, I, uh, you know, plans have been laid out for a lot of things that they told us ahead of time, like uh, the 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 pandemic thing, the Rockefeller uh, document scenarios, uh, lockstep documents, called lots of other things. Um, now for the fin- a financial event, um, have. Has any of the folks on here seen any any um, predictions of that? And I know that uh, people had foreknowledge in 2008. That's just when I started to listen to all this stuff. It was 2007, 8. Just due to a catastrophe in my life, I started to break out of my box, you know. And, and it takes that for most people. Sure. Um, and I'm just wondering if there's uh, what was used in that case. And uh, is there anything else, uh, any public 
information we can gather on this? Anybody have any ideas? Well, I'm not not sure exactly what your pointed question is. You gave us some background. Isolate your question. Okay. Yeah, sorry. The question is, did they, did, are we just, do we have any written plans of what they are going to do before they do it? Related to the financial crisis. Well, they tell us. Crises. They tell us. I don't know that we're anybody's sequestering any of their written plans. The plan is to end up with the, they have all the value and you're a, a serf with none and you eat bugs. That's their plan. Well, I mean, uh, a lot of people postulate read, other plans. Read the lockstep document. Read, read the lockstep document. How about, how about, look, yeah, listen. maybe in there, right? That's what I'm. How about going and listening to a few Klaus Schwab talks? I think Uh, that's true, too, in a sense. I think we've got Dave in the thumb. He wants to say something. He's been unmuted in the conference room for some time. Dave, what you got here this morning, brother? Oh, that's exactly that. uh, The carrot bars, I believe it was one gram. Two gram, two and a half gram, and well, those, five gram. Those, those were the cards. They came out with a currency before right. they went under. That's got small. Oh, uh, right. I heard they were going to do that. Well, they did do it. I've got some of it. Okay. So, anyway. That, okay. That was out there. So, back to the other, Dave. Otherwise, they had it in cards. Those of you who don't know, you can go look up Kind Bars. K-I-N-E-B-A-R-S. Put it in a search engine. Two words. Kind bars. A bunch of banks sell them, probably still. Okay? And it's small denominations of gold that are embedded in a credit card type card. And you can't get in there. I guess you can. But you don't want to because that verifies the quality and and all the other stuff. But Carrot Bars was one of the companies that put those out after the technology was invented. But you can go buy those today from other bank sources. Kind Bars, K-I-N-E-B-A-R-S. Hey, Roger. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is a David. This is a Dave again. Would I just want, want to finish. Um, uh, so if, let's, if, let's, if anybody let's... finds anything out about uh, specific plans, uh, uh, that we can find, that'd be great. We well, Dave, what, uh, I mean, uh, what, mo- what more do you need to know about their specific plans? Just a question to you. They're going to crash the markets. They're going to invoke well, derivatives. They're going to go in when? and bail in. When? Well, hell, how do I know? Within, you know, some people are saying within the next few months. Whether that's a timetable or not, I don't know. Yeah. They're not going to give you hey, the Roger. timetable. Well, they, they knew it in 2008 is well, what I'm saying. Well, yeah. Well, people knew it in 2008. Well, yeah, and they shorted the market. Yeah. That's what the oh, big short's about. But also, have you seen this they're film? They're doing it now. You, they're have, doing it now. Have you seen this film from Titus okay. that I was talking about earlier, All the Plenary Men? Dave? I don't know. Well, I'm, I don't know. You don't know I whether you've, you don't Okay. Well, if you don't recall, then you didn't see it. Okay. Go look that up on Most YouTube. Most likely not. You look that up on YouTube and watch it. All the plenary men. 
Um, it's okay. Uh, all, all of the planaries hyphen s men. Okay, and you have to go pages down to find it. It's there, and they'll show well, it to you, but only well, if you Well, somebody look for dig it. it up and put it in the chat here, both chats, so Sorry people can access it. Thank you. Okay, worth watching. Worth watching, okay, Roger. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Uh, if if Dave wants something written. Just subscribe to Gerald Salente's Trends Journal. You'll get a lot of well, information. Well, that's probably true right there. Okay. He's up there in your neck. Yes, thank you. Kingston, New York is where he is. Okay. So what else? So there's several people trying to say something here a minute ago. We can't have everybody talk at once. Somebody step forward. Now nobody wants to say anything. Unmute. Did you know that platinum is about half the price of gold? Yeah, platinum. Platinum's very important. But yeah, okay, just a second, Mark. Platinum's very important. I believe it's platinum that they're using in all this new alternative energy fusion stuff. Okay. So that that's got a, a, a some importance, but generally for our kind of unsophisticated, just people looking to survive, gold and silver ought to be. You know, unless you're a pretty sophisticated investor, know the difference between platinum and silver, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd say just stick with the basics at this stage. Now, who else? Mirka, what'd you say, sweetie? I wonder if the new students have questions. Well, it'd be is nice if there's one all right. Here good. And okay, good. Well, we'll open it up. Are jump in, any, people. Are there any new people that have questions on any of this, but particularly the political stuff? Because we get off in these discussions hey, of the folks that hang around here, and it's above a lot of people's heads, and I understand that. Okay. Yes, who was trying to say something there? Uh, this was Jeremy. Oh, hey, Jeremy. Yes, sir. Hey, I, number one, I have some good news. I got my green uh, my green card okay. called back from the SOS, which took less than a month. Okay, so that's a good thing, I guess. And then, uh, secondly, I'm not I'm not trying to switch the topics out of the political realm. But another good thing is a bad thing is my mom caved to the pressure and actually received one of the jabs. Well, uh, she is she has really slowed down lately, but the good news is by the end of today the iTerra should arrive and she's actually been really excited and watching videos on it. Really? Getting into the water and stuff. Yeah. So you got any tips for her in general? Like I said, I'm not trying to which the conversation well just you you know use it as prescribed don't over use it as prescribed don't overuse it try and use it less than an hour a day be my suggestion they say don't use it more than two hours a day we've heard some reports back that people that were using it up to two hours and weren't seeing results dropped back to under an hour and they got results uh wand every liquid you drink milk coffee water anything else Okay, uh, and uh, just try and follow their instructions is what I'd say. You, you, there's a number of things out there on the web about it. Uh, but congratulations! Uh, I, have you? Did you hear? 
Have you got her turn since she caved in and took that first jab? Jeremy? Have, have I got her what? Have you got her turned where she doesn't want to go take another one, a booster? Oh, absolutely. And I, I try not. That's a longer conversation, but I, I had sent her the only available pure form of chloroquine phosphate back in February. As a matter of fact, I started blowing the whistle so much that the uh, the agriculture department stepped in and made the company quit selling it. Wow. Well, uh, because for all these, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say for the prepper folks out there, a lot of things you can do to prepare yourself medically is find equivalent alternatives like people did with ivermectin and uh, that fish moxie, which is moxicillin, is the the exact same thing I did, and there was only one manufacturer, one specific sub-product that was 99.9% pure chloroquine phosphate, and... uh, it's powder, and you only took less than a symbol, but it equaled a, a 500-milligram pill. But mm-hmm. anyway, so long, she said uh, she would not do another one, and we try to dance around it because, well, because it's obvious now even that uh, CDC is admitting stuff. Well, anybody if you're if you're talking to anybody and they got any questions about that jab, go have them listen to the second hour Alex Jones yesterday with this Doctor Yeadon or however you say his name. Okay, there no there no better authority on that from their side in the world than this guy that was interviewed yesterday. Hey, Roger. Roger. Uh, all right, hold. Yes, yeah, so I know. Roger. Wayne, I heard you. <laughs> okay, thank you, Jeremy. Good luck with your wand and your mom. The female is who we're going to entertain. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Roger. This is uh, Gwendolyn in Texas. Yes, I just want to let you guys know I'm here with you, enjoying everything. Um, I wanted to just give a quick update, nothing major, but I submitted my affidavit uh, January 7th. So I'm just about ready. I'm at almost to that three-week mark, I guess, where uh-huh. I can, I'm going to start doing my notifications. I just wanted to give you an update on that. Oh, I so would I've say been sharing I, it in my oh, Telegram right, group. Well, and, hold on. If if you put your put your affidavit in the notification, you don't have to wait for that green card to come back. Start notifying your state and okay. local officials immediately. It's oh, the, okay. oh, it's well. waiting. Yeah, it's waiting. IRS, it's so, yeah. waiting. It's waiting the twenty days before you go and do a passport application. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to be doing that soon too. Awesome. Okay. Um. Yes. Yeah, so I've been getting a lot of in my Telegram group. I've been you know sharing everything and talking about how this is the first way, the first thing you need to do before anything else. And so I'm getting um, questions. I'm getting um people really inquisitive and ready to um to do it as well and, and i post your your um this program every every day so they can jump on as well okay um, to get connected so Fantastic. i just want to give you a quick update thank you you know what did that what did michael yeden say at the end yes of that interview i hope some of y'all saw that 
he said, what do you do? And he said, well, I'm, I'm censored too. And he gave a example of, he said, I, I, you, if you search me on any of these social media sites, you won't find anything. But if you go over to Xanax, which is the Russian search engine and put me in, you'll find 80 interviews and articles I did. Okay, so he said the best thing you can do is to get this information and tell at least 10 people, you know, he's he's basically on the same line we're on here. Okay, is we're going to spread this message from you guys. Okay, I'll be here every day, answer questions, give insight, give experiences and all that stuff. But it's up for you guys. You've got the burden now. You know, uh, the only way I can protect my liberty is to help you protect yours. Well, I've done that and protected mine by doing this. And I got a whole bunch of you folks that have gone through. And now that burden falls on your back. Okay. It comes up on Q1 search, too. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Hey, Roger. The point I was making is we need to spread the word. Yes. Wayne. Yeah. Yandex yeah. is yeah. Russian, right? Yes. Hey, Roger. Uh, I just wanted to let uh, Jeremy know and anybody else that's interested. When Dr. McCullough was on AJ yesterday, he mentioned there is a new uh, supplement out there developed by a Dr. Vanderwater. And it uh, this substance has natokinase in it, selenium, dandelion root. And it's supposedly, now again, this is just a suggestion to check into, but it supposedly is effective in dissolving these spike proteins that are causing all the problem with uh, folks getting vaxxed. And uh, McCullough said his... Um, the, the one uh, website now he's using to give out is onlinehealthnow.com. Yeah, that's that his. That takes to his wellness company. Right. Also, Yeadon dropped a little jewel and said there's groups of people all over the world working on an antidote to this right now. Don't hold, don't, 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 don't hang your hat totally on that. But the good news is there's groups of people all over the world working on an antidote to it right now. You know, the poisoners must have one, too. Oh, you know they do. The Chinese admitted they do. Okay. So where else can we go this morning? we got a few minutes left. Any new students? I'd love to talk to the hey, new Roger. students. Yeah, there's somebody. Is that Shane? Uh, no, this is uh, Dave in Orlando. Oh, hey, Dave. Okay, how you doing, Dave? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Well, all things considered, not bad. What area of Ecuador are you in? Are you near like the Santo Domingo? No, or I don't no, know. No, 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 no. I'm up bad. in the mountains, uh, uh, immediately adjacent to Quito. Quito's the second highest okay. major city in the world. I think the only one higher is La Paz. And Quito's up at about 9,500 feet. I can see it out the window here. And we're down about in a valley next to on the north side of Quito, I think. We're about 1,500 feet lower. And I, I live close to an area, to a town called Kumbaya, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, it's the most. Okay, that's good. Because a friend of mine was asking me where you live because I have a friend down there. Okay. Well, I'm. In, we're close to Kumbaya. You know how many people we had? Forty-five people at lunch yesterday on our Tuesday. Forty-five wow. people. Okay. So we're. It's getting a little unruly. <laughs> it's getting a little unruly at your lunches. Hell, it takes half an hour to go around and say hello to everybody. <laughs> yeah. 
So good. That reminds me of the, I just had this picture, Roger, of the Continental Divide movie with Jim Belushi with your elevation being up that high. Yeah. And in that movie, Continental Divide, Jim Belushi was a Chicago reporter who's in trouble with the mob. And so he's hiking around with the, I think it was Renee Russo and, and she turns around and he's sitting down huffing and puffing. He pulls out a cigarette. She goes, you don't want to do that. And he took one drag off the cigarette and he passed out. (laughs) (laughs) It altitude really affects some people. I mean, uh, Scott, you know, our buddy Scott that's on with us sometime that used to live on the coast and he left the coast down there because drugs and, uh, because a lot of crime starting in down there for a lot, a lot of poverty and, uh, moved up here for about a month. He's, uh, he moved uh, further up to Cotacachi, which is a little town with a lot of, a lot of gringos. Jack's put a lot of gringos up there and they like it. And it's a small town, but it's about two hours uh, or about 30 minutes south of the Colombian border up there. But Scott had terrible problems moving up here. Nosebleeds and all kinds of stuff. It took him a little while to get over it. So altitude can affect. Now, you know, what's interesting, though, I find out people that have RH negative blood are not affected by altitude. That's interesting. Isn't it? Okay. Which I do. I've got B negative blood, and I've I love the mountains. I love altitude. Okay, so uh, but it's a nice place to live. Uh, it's not perfect, obviously. No place is, or it might be there Sounds already. Pretty. But it's very nice. Mountains all around, and abundance of food. It's never too hot, never too cold. Uh, the, and one of the neatest things about living here, quite frankly, is they're on the dollar. Okay, that's one of the reasons I moved up here. They're on the dollar, but Ecuador can't print the dollar, so there's no inflation. So at least it's negligible. Okay, well, sounds like the perfect uh, condition. It's a really. heck of it's a heck of a little spot. I don't know of any place in the world for the cost of living that you could get all these advantages. I mean, it's like living in Hawaii, really. Just don't have the ocean out there. And see, it's here. I know I'd started searching for countries that import the least amount of food. Yeah. You know, when you look at what the United States does and how much food is imported, and then, you know, the large scale commercial farming, which is mostly grains, then, you know, it leaves you to wonder about, you know, potential food supply issues. And so I kind of started looking around and trying to find countries that, you know, almost had no type of importing of, of food for their, for their, uh, for their population. Well, I, anybody that's interested in relocating, I don't know how many of you are in a condition or a desire to do that, but if you're thinking about here, get a hold of Journeyman Jack. Just put Journeyman Jack in a search engine and all kinds of stuff will come up. He is, uh, is an old friend of mine, 30 years, and um, he, I mean, you wouldn't believe the reverence that people have for him down here. Okay. I mean, Jack's just a solid guy. Okay, bends over backwards to help people. He's put people in every cook nook and cranny of this country, pulled them out and sent them back home in some instances. But if you want to know anything about relocating in this part of the world or Ecuador specifically, you need to get a hold of Journeyman Jack Abercrombie. Okay, great guy. So, um, and he'll take care of you. Okay. We might have an oaky enclave just moving down there. You never know. Well, I'll tell you what, man. It's a nice it's a nice place to live. Okay. It really is. So I'm very grateful. Hey, Roger. Lord uh, this is David in Orlando. I got cut off. 
Yeah, okay, Dave. Well, we, sorry we did that to you. What you got? No, I, I don't think it was you. This happens with uh, many other phone calls that I have sometimes. Okay. But I uh, just wanted to mention um, there's a book called Under the Radar 537-555. It's by a gentleman called uh, or named uh, Boyd Anderson. He's a Canadian, and it explains a lot of um, things that are happening right now. Uh, you know, he's predicted, you know, exactly what is happening in the economy. And he's got information from dealing with the people that are actually causing this to happen. And uh, all the connections and all the ties. Uh, he's got a lot of interviews, uh, two to three hours each. Um, you can look it up. And, um, y- you know, some of it, it's not something that you might want to hear because it involves uh, Donald Trump and he, his involvement with all that. Um, but he talks about, you know, what's happening now with uh, gold and silver and with the uh, dollar and what's coming after it. And um, he gives approximate timeline because the timeline kind of changes a little bit, you know. So that's why no one can really tell you, oh, the dollar is going to sink by this date or that date. Yeah. So we just kind of um, have an idea. So um, I will just say that, you know, the, you know, the Kazarian Mafia is behind it all. Of course. And uh, they love that numerology stuff. Oh, boy, so do they. So look for the fifth month, the seventh month. The seven um, actually is, is one of the big numbers. Yeah. Uh, so much so that Christine Lagarde spent a half hour talking about it on air. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, they, they love that. Um, and uh, but anyway, but it's under the radar five three seven dash five 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 is the name of the book, and it's uh, interviews, you know, exists by Boyd Anderson B O Y D Anderson. Okay. And um, you know, there's there's just a lot of information there to unpack. Um, just wanted to mention that for the gentleman who was looking for uh, something that may have been written down because they kind of have to let you know according to their rules. Yeah, they do. What's going to happen before it? Yeah, they so should. you know, so that explains you know quite a bit. Okay, well here was here's, you know, COVID is divo dibuk, right? And it turns out Pfizer backwards is also a Hebrew spell. Yeah, big surprise. Well, what's yeah. happening on the world scene is you got the BRICS countries that are getting stronger. And in fact, at lunch yesterday, someone pulled up a little story on their iPhone. Of course, I can't read it. Uh, about that was announced Argentina and Brazil are going to have a common currency. I haven't heard anybody else mention that. So like I said, somebody showed it to me at lunch yesterday. Um, but uh, so the BRICS countries, China, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, I think there's over 140 countries that have joined the BRICS deal now. And evidently what they're going to do is come up with an alternative currency to the dollar that's all based on and backed by commodities. Of course, gold and silver are considered commodities. Now, I think yesterday, uh, Saudi Arabia, I believe I heard this on Mike McGill last night, Saudi Arabia made the announcement that they will also take other currencies for oil. Besides the dollar, they haven't excluded the dollar, but they're taking Chinese yuan and other viable currencies in exchange for oil. So the handwriting's on the wall. Okay, 
Countries are dumping bonds. They've been dumping bonds for over 10 years. Okay. They're, people are trying to get away from the dollar. It's being isolated. And uh, you got this other currency worldwide with these BRICS countries, of which Argentina and Brazil are two, and uh, with their own currency backed by some sort of commodities, whatever the country has in abundance that they can back whatever their contribution is. So that's coming. Okay. Hey, Roger. Yes. I heard they were going to back it with gold. Well, instead of oil, instead of oil. Well, they, it, it, gold's a commodity. Gold's a commodity. We we'll see after this fiasco, this of this uh, uh, this currency fiasco, we're going to go through. People are going to lose so much confidence; they're going to insist on solid backing for currency. And yeah, it's moving in that direction, Nadine. Whether it'll be backed by gold or not, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And a lot of the African nations are going to join up with them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You bet on that. Of course, China controls Africa pretty much now. That's another big battle on the world stage for uh, resources. Anthony, are you still with us? Anthony? Yeah, I'll see. I wanted to talk. Yeah, Roger. Okay, there you are. I saw on SGT Report this weekend an interview with Todd Collender and this doctor he works with, female. Did you happen to see that? Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I hadn't had a chance to check that interview, okay. but I know exactly well, the interview you're talking Todd about. Todd Collender, in that interview, is talking about, they act like they own us. Get a hold of him and tell him if he wants to know how they own us and how to help them stop from unowning us to listen. Tell him you can answer the question that he asked on the SGT interview, Okay. Yeah, as soon as we get a little uh, less snow out here, I'm going to go take him to lunch. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. He just seems like so we'll such a good guy. I He's would love. He's just super busy. Just I know. Super, super I, well, busy. Like everybody is that's trying to fight this, and they're trying to fight it with the knowledge and the best of their ability, and he doesn't have the right knowledge. He can kill these bastards if he'll just listen. We'll get him nailed down. Okay, thank you. But I wanted to particularly tell you that that I got from that impression of that video, him openly, openly saying, they act like they own us. Well, guess what, Todd? They do. So, where else? I've got, I got that in, Anthony. Thank you. Um where else can we go in the last time we got left here? Somebody got, we got any new students with any questions? So I don't have a question. Well, I can't hardly hear you talk. Oh, oh, oh you got a terrible phone. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll hang up. That's no, okay. no, no, don't hang Bye-bye. up. Just talk right in the microphone okay. or back it off a little bit so I can understand you. Okay. Is that better? Much. Okay, um, so you know how um, y'all mentioned China is buying up gold but yes. in other countries? Yes. Um, I heard somewhere that the United States are selling gold. I don't think the U.S. Has, I don't think That's the U.S. It. has got any gold to sell. Mm. Okay, thank you. Uh huh. I don't know. You'll never know. Bye-bye. You know, with these lying, thieving bastards, but. Uh, believe me, if there's any gold the U.S. has got, these bastards have stolen it already. 
Right. That's what I was going to say. Well, I know they've been selling off the strategic oil reserves. Yeah, right. So, I mean, you know, before an empire falls, the last thing that happens is the people strip it to the bone. And that's what's going on right now. That's what we're seeing in our country. The stripping of the empire before it falls. What happens uh, when they we get the uh, uh, hold on clarification uh, on the two websites again is the the matrix docs and what's the other one exposing the matrix I believe isn't that right exposing Paul? the matrix uh, just no, expose the matrix yeah not ing okay expose the matrix Roger there's I a, can't keep up with there's all a question this stuff. in the chat okay that just takes you um, to the matrix docs. Yeah, it's just a, a referral site. What, Marco? There's a question in the chat. What? There's a question in the chat. Um, use pet. Um, she asked what she crosses out on the passport application. Don't pass. Don't cross out anything on the passport application. You're defacing government forms. They'll on bust the on it every time. Right. I'm not sure. Where- I don't know where, where she's is she talking her, about. That. Is she talking about this? Uh, the second part of the oath on if you violated any of the acts and conditions listed on page so and so, unless explanatory statement is attached. Is that what they're talking about? Yes. Okay. Well, better better to ask a question in person than put it in the chat. Because Muse, can you jump on? I'm, I'm on. Okay, I hear you very faintly. Or can you talk right in the microphone, Muse? Yes, yes. Because um, you sound like you got us on a speakerphone. I, you are on a speakerphone. Okay, well, can you please get us off the speakerphone to be a first step? Is this better? About a thousand percent. Okay. Uh, I was having a conversation with, with a friend of mine on how we are filling out the the passport application and the warning box and i thought we just had to attach the affidavit that is that's all you have that's all you have to do so we don't have to write out any explanatory thing that we're not criminals have you been have you been over in bangkok boinking little boys or little girls no (laughs) okay well then you don't have to do that okay okay that's what that that's what that applies to now, notice, they say if you violated any of the acts and conditions there in the oath to, to uh, attach an explanatory statement, right? Yes. But they don't tell you on the sentence above that when it talks about two political statuses to attach anything of explanation, do they? No. They hide it in the warning box and in the instructions. That's who you're dealing with. We're dealing with history's biggest slavers. They're liars, they're thieves, they're cheats, they're Satanists, and they're slavers. Okay, so I just, all I ha- I don't have to cross anything out, don't have to initial nope, anything, nope. Just, just attach my affidavit that I already submitted as the cold affidavit. Whatever you do, do not deface a government form. They'll bust you on it every time. Okay, thank okay. you so much. Okay, you're welcome. What else we got here? I got something, Roger. Well, good. Bring it forward. Um, yeah, I don't know if you heard about this. It's kind of a developing thing, but uh, 
I don't know if you've ever heard of a Tennessee State Senator Frank Nicely. I have not. He's a really good guy. Okay. He, he's the one that in Tennessee got us uh, the ability to get raw milk with cow oh, shares. Okay. okay, good for him. To get around the, the law. Right. Well, he's got a new one. I saw a video with him, and I believe it was Catherine Austin Fitz he was talking to. Uh, I believe she lives in Tennessee she now. She does. She does. That's correct. They are... Uh, uh, okay, it must have been her. Cause I, I saw the video, but it didn't give her name, but I've heard her voice. I thought that's who that was. Anyway, um, what Senator Nicely was talking about with her was uh, he's going to put together a bill to have a gold-backed Tennessee State Bank, similar to the State well, Bank in North Dakota. Fantastic. Good idea. And it, Yeah, and, and one of the reasons he gave was to be uh, proactive in case the U.S collapses because he's he's definitely read on to what's going on senator nicely's a good one okay. one of the few good ones i think that bank in north but, dakota uh, is probably the only solvent bank in the united states right well he, he, she and uh the senator nicely talked about that aspect of it and uh i don't know where it's at right now over on the hill in nashville but uh Going forward, Tennessee may end up with a with a state bank backed by gold. Well, you know, and of course, as we were talking about earlier, Texas has already got that uh, metals depository over there. They're in a position to do something like that, too. We'll see how it develops. Uh, there's our whistler in the background, kids. So uh, that means that we're over with our two hours of social intercourse here today. And... Uh, if you didn't get your question in, the good news for you is we'll be back tomorrow. Okay. So uh, otherwise than that, I hope you guys have a nice day and I hope some of this was information that you can use. Uh, and we hope you didn't give you too big of a drink out of a fire hydrant. Uh, and it's just this complex stuff, folks. And you know that what many of you are finding out that are just waking up is you don't learn this stuff overnight. Okay. So... For those of us old-timers that have been around here for a while, we've had time to adjust to this and take appropriate moves and do all those kind of things. And unfortunately, time's what we're getting short on now for those who haven't. So uh, we'll do the best we can to give you a hand and help you up and understand it and get yourself in as good a position as you can. Uh, And otherwise than that, that's the best I know to do, folks. So... uh, We'll see you tomorrow and uh, see what the rest of the day brings here on the 25th of January with the stock market closing for an hour because of a stampede of sell orders, evidently. So anyway, we'll see. Had a good show today. Discussed a lot of real good things. Hope you got something out of it. I will see you tomorrow, or as they say, manana in la manana. Ciao.